want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines and they are the very first step that let us get back to what we miss most. It's okay to have questions. Is it safe? Should I wait? Now, get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov slash plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov slash plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hey everyone, this is Monica Jones. And I'm Meg Boggs. And we're the new hosts of UA Sweat the Details, a podcast from Under Armour and iHeartRadio. Each episode, Meg and I will talk to athletes, trainers, and experts who will give us insights into how our bodies and minds work together in training and competition. It's a podcast by women for women, here to shake up the conversation about women in sport. Listen to UA Sweat the Details on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, like most people, probably, I went through a phase, yeah, like, it was a little rough, you know, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't... I, I tried to accept it, but it was difficult. So yeah, people going out of their way to point it out. And I was like, yo, ease up with that, you know? <laughs> oh, you mean they were going, they were, they're like, hey man, you're bald, you're bald. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, go figure. Yeah, they would just like point it out or you're like run up to you, rub the head like, yeah. I know, I know I'm bald. You don't have to accentuate that fact. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Bald Talk, the podcast where two bald comedians interview bald writers, actors, directors, cake makers, celebrities, musicians, captains of industry, and anyone bald about being bald. I'm Charlie Sanders, and guess what the fuck? I'm motherfucking bald. Whoa, language out of the gate. I'm Brian Husky, and I'm also <laughs> shittingly bald. Is that a, is that a good verb? Yeah, it works for me. Did you see uh, one of our, with the Dave Keckner interview, our first like review we got was some, or maybe our second one, this, the, the first bad one is this woman's like, well, within the first 10 minutes, there's language was being hurled about in such a way that I could not handle it. So I hope that she's come back to try to listen and now we're offending her again. What's funny is like, of all podcasts, I mean, we're not that bad at all. I know. <laughs> like, as far as language or being dirty or mean, we're, like, pretty – it's a pretty sensitive, nice podcast. Yeah, it's have funny. you ever listened to Kentucky Cussers? I mean, that one is, like, front to back, is, just, but... like, so much cursing. It's funny to come after us for that. Yeah, well, I'm taking her to court. I don't care. Well, Brian, uh, yeah. today we're daring enough uh, to do something we've only done once before. We're having a double guest episode. Double guesty? Wow. That's right. Double yes. mint guest? A double mint guest. I love a double mint guest. I know. These are strange times. Brian, today we have our editor. He edits our podcast. And so much more. I consider him, Brian, I'm sorry to say this, you're number two. Oh, wow. I consider okay. him my best friend. Ooh, okay. Even though I've only met him in person one time. Wow. Uh, that says a lot are, about you. 
he's our editor. One of the two dudes who wrote and recorded the Bald Talk theme song. So good. He's also not bald. But we'll let him pass because he's empathetic to the bald experience. He understands. He's witnessed it. He'll probably catch it. He'll catch it someday. (laughs) He may. Yes, he may go bald. Uh, And... We have another guest, mm. the guitarist for the band Secret American, which did our theme song, and he is bald. Mm-hmm. Mm. We got Todd McCoy and Rory Gagan. Todd, not bald. Rory, yes, bald. Rory, yes, bald. My dudes, welcome to Bald Talk, my friends. Welcome to Bald Talk. Hey, thanks thank for you. having us. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So psyched. It's great to have you. So what I love about this is that, Todd, you can actually be editing this as we record. You can. Like, yeah. You mean cutting stuff out, <laughs> just making notes, but also being fully engaged in, in the At time, it doesn't go the way you like. <laughs> yeah, I can multitask. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just let us know how our levels are, yeah. you know, pick out, you know, already we're picking out our lead ins. Yep, I'm spinning the conversation to make me and Rory sound awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for that, by the way. Uh, yeah. 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 Thanks for coming, y'all. Thanks for being on. Dude. Oh, and also bottom of our hearts. Thank you for the best theme song on the planet. Like, hey, wow. So good. <laughs> it's They're so perfect. good. Thanks. So good. And I will be I will be very forthcoming. At first, I was sort of like, I had this very like, I want to have like a punk rock kind of like ballsy, almost off-putting song and stuff. So I kept giving. Oh, like, you did? I did. I went, I gave you oh, like. Um, did we talk about that? I forget. Well, I submitted like a pavement song, not Cut Your Hair, but oh, this I other one. Yeah. And then some <laughs> other, this weird blues song by this guy, Hound Dog Taylor. I was like, if we could get somebody to cover this or something. But then when you guys <laughs> did this and like wrote a song, I was like. Oh my God. And it became such an earwig to me, you know, <laughs> yeah. so good. We, we were very proud of that one. It was, uh, it's funny. There was one other reference Charlie sent. I think it was somebody's like cooking show or something. Mm. And it was like a YouTube. We watched it. It was this kind of like folk seventies, like thing. We're like, Oh, they want a seventies theme song. Mm. I guess we didn't get the pavement, uh, note. <laughs> no, uh, maybe I, I, gosh, did I, uh, I don't know if I manipulated that or forgot. I don't think so. Was, I, think, um, I think you basically just said like, Oh, I have a band who could do this. I was like, Oh my God. It was somebody we, feed Phil. Yes. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. What is that? Oh, that's the one you gave it as an, exam- as an example? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Phil um, – shit, I can't remember his name. Is it the guy that has beef with um, Larry David? Yeah, Jeff Garland? <laughs> I, I know. He had beef with Larry David on the show for sure. Phil Rosenthal, he created Everybody Loves Raymond. And he has a food oh. show called Somebody Feed Phil. It's fucking great. You, that's cool. Sure. Husky, you'd love it. It's, it's really good. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, and he has a band actually from my hometown of Minneapolis uh, that does his theme song for his show. And so that's why I sent to Todd and Derek and said, nice. Yeah. So we took that and ran with it. It was pretty funny because Charlie was just like, yo, guys, going to do another podcast. <laughs> Didn't know anything about it other than it's, yeah, it's just going to be me and my friend. We're going to be talking to other bald people. We're like, cool. <laughs> yeah, like the 70s. Thing. And then we find out it's like, it's Brian Husky. And like the first <laughs> guests are like Paul Shear and, you know, Willie Hines. And we're like, all these oh, fucking famous people. And he, <laughs> by the way, uh, Will Ferrell signed us to the podcast. Like, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Todd said the words bald and it piqued my interest. <laughs> you were just like immediately. <laughs> it yeah. was actually funny because we have a band group text and Derek and I wrote it very quickly and just like recorded it at the studio. 
And then we were like, oh, let's not say anything of what this is. Let's send it in the band chat. And then Rory was like, are you guys fucking with me? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was yeah. a joke. Yeah. I, I thought they were just messing with me. Yeah. When you put all that time and effort into a joke on me, how dare you? That would be worth it. That, that's when Todd announced that you guys are just going to do local jingles and stuff yeah. from now on. Yeah, we're switching the band's direction, you know? Yeah. We're going to do uh, uh, local ads for a carpeting uh, warehouse. It's going to be pretty good. <laughs> I mean, listen, I love you guys. I'm not joking. This is not an exaggeration. I, I, I mean it. Truly, Secret American is my favorite band of all time. It's so good. It truly <laughs> is. Like, all yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's, and that's, thank you for that's sending huge. me the records. And, and a testament to that, I, uh, I put on your first record and I played it all the way through. My girlfriend was over and then she was like, oh, who is this? I love them. Who is this? I know I've heard, and I, I told her the name. She's like, no, no, that's not who it is. And she kept sort of like comparing it to all these different bands and she couldn't, and I was like, this is someone you've never heard. She's like, it's so good. Like, I feel like the song she oh said, I feel like there's songs I've heard for a long time, which is great because that's yeah. like an immediate sort of like sinking in kind of thing. They're so. absolutely 100% the best. Like, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Once Tell a week. Me. I don't know, Todd. When did we become friends? Like 2018, uh, late 2018, or something like that. Early 2019. Yeah, whenever, we, shortly after Weird City dropped, I can't recall. Okay, that would be like early 2019. Because you guys met through Weird City, right? Yeah. Yes. Like uh, Huskman. Did you watch uh, Weird City? I forget. I did. I loved it. The first episode where uh, Dylan O'Brien and Ed O'Neill fall in love. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. There's like this theme song. There's like their love theme song. Oh, okay. So welcome to the process, guys. Yes. Part of the show, and Todd's aware of this. Oh, yeah. This is where uh, Charlie's internet freezes. <laughs> is this it is so great because like his, <laughs> I mean, he already looks like he's sort of like a whistleblower on Dateline because I can never see his face because of the lighting. But right now he's just like a frozen mouth open about to say something. Should I take over for Charlie? So yeah. what happens in the episode is yeah. Dylan O'Brien and Ed O'Neill, they fall in love and it's mm-hmm. a, a very tender love story. Yeah. Uh, you know, Based upon a, a, I don't know, futuristic sci-fi backdrop, if that yep, makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. And our song is heavily featured in the episode, and you know, it, it blew our minds. And yeah, kind, yeah. Of, it kind of changed our lives. Yeah, it, it absolutely did. It was one of the most surreal freaking moments. We got an email from our manager, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, this like licensing company wound up syncing one of your songs to a." a big new TV show or something. They want to send you a check. We're like, okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. Here's the link. And we click it and it's Ed O'Neill and Dylan O'Brien making yeah. out to our music <laughs> and just like, what the hell? That's awesome. so good. And That's... like the day, two, we found out two days after it aired and there was already like 8 million views on it. Like, wow. Wow. Fuck is that, going on. That's so good. What is life? That's so, so good. Yeah. I mean, since Charlie's gone, I will just continue to tell the story. It's like, and this is a testament to social media and how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. I looked him. It was Jordan Peele and Charlie created and wrote the show, right. produced the show. Of course, so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to take a shot in the dark, send these guys messages, and uh, Jordan Peele, you know, still waiting on a response from him, but Charlie <laughs> got back to me, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, he was like, dude, that was great that you guys were like, we were basically like, thanks for having us on the show. It was super yeah. cool. Like Ed O'Neill's been a hero of ours since I can remember. And uh, yeah, like if you want a vinyl like or a T-shirt or something, like just give me an address. We'll send one out your way. And then 
from that point on, like things just moved organically and yeah. became very friendly. He, since I live in Philly with Rory and a few other bandmates, um, and Charlie and you live on the West Coast. Our lead singer lives in north of LA, and he was able to meet up with Charlie, and they kind of became, you know, physical friends where they met and walked around and did stuff. Physical friends, yeah. Back in those days, back in the in the before times. Oh, in the touchy days. Yeah, mm, I love yeah. the touchy days. Yeah, and then it turned into uh, he uh, directed a video for our track "Heavy Feels." Yeah, and, yeah. Then you know, next thing you know, pandemic hit, and I kind of came to him and I'm like, Charlie, dude, like I work in a recording studio. I can't do anything. It's shut down indefinitely. Like, uh, I do edit and mix stuff if you need a bald talk editor. So, so, and this is good advice. This is now an advice, uh, column kind of thing for, uh, for, uh, musicians where they can seek side jobs and stuff. Cause, yeah. uh, there's, a, there are, I think currently there are 15 trillion podcast on uh, yeah. downloadable might be like 35 trillion somewhere between that somewhere um, yeah. yeah sounds yeah. right so there's work to be had. yeah it's totally totally there's work to be had here comes charlie back in the convo oh um, so anyway that's what that's how you check your prostate guys yeah. that's a good that's the clean <laughs> and, and efficient way to check your prostate <laughs> listen you guys should just jam i don't give a fuck you guys should play music <laughs> i love music we delved into the the uh genesis the sort of origin story of how todd became our editor uh yeah guys sort of Bonded. He did the uh, theme song for uh, Ed O'Neill and Dylan O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> and it was perfect. That was perfect. But I did, can we ask about our theme song? Like how? Yeah. Oh my God, please. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, the lyrics are hilarious, but the music is perfect. Like, it's so good. <laughs> like, did you, what, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you guys have, did you have a riff in mind? Did you have sort of like the lyrics and then you like added the music to it or was it like, yeah, what's your I, process? I, can walk, I can walk you through the quick process. So basically, Derek, the lead singer, lives in LA, but he would come to the East Coast, crash at my house for weeks on end. We'd record a ton. And one of these days, you know, Charlie was like, do this theme song. So we just kind of stopped everything. We're like, let's work on this theme song because we needed to clear our heads a little bit. And uh, I have a piano in my home. And I think Derek was taking a shower or something. I'm just banging around, coming up with random <laughs> stuff on the, the keyboard, piano. And I'm like, oh, I got a fun kind of chord progression thing. And then, uh, you know, we kind of, he's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And we just started like jamming on top of that. Yeah. Um, I, since I help run a recording studio in South Philly, we uh, were going to there to record anyway. I, we started, we just set up mics and we recorded the thing and we were just like looping the one part and we we're like, all right, let's just put, let's come up with some stuff. And we're just like, Oh, ball talk. Yeah. Talking about. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it kind of happened very quickly where, uh, you know, we we're just like, well, what is it? Neither of us are bald. Derek is a very hairy man as well. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, so we're just like, oh, what? What we're trying to get inside the bald man, you know? Oh like, man, yeah, speculating. Yeah, trying, and like, what? What is it? What is it like? You know? So it's just like, what? Life is unfair when you lose all your hair, but <laughs> now you have someone to talk to, Brian yeah. and Charlie. They have a hairless party, and they're there to remind you. <laughs> oh, now you're turning it into a children's book. It sounds yeah. like. <laughs> hey, that's the beauty of the theme song. It could be yeah, exactly. Song. Yeah, we're going to try to market it to like to balding uh, children and stuff because they're out there. Rory, you are a bald man. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, talk about I'm it. Very bald, very bald. Tell us everything you got to say. <laughs> wow, that's, that's a pretty open-ended uh, yeah, question. That's, 
Husky is definitely the better interviewer. <laughs> I'm color commentary. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. If I can get a little more specificity, just a little something. Well, what about being a guitarist? Does it affect, does you being bald affect you being a guitarist? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, if anything, <laughs> nah, it's taken it away. away, Husk, man. <laughs> it's kept you away from being a metal guitarist, probably, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, because you can't do the hair whip. Oh, yeah, yes, very good point. Yeah. Got a great beard, though. Yeah, unless you were in, uh, what is it, Pantera or Anthrax? <laughs> Pantera! Right. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, what, what I will say is most good bands have one bald guitarist. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, can you name... name a few because i can only think of i mean the only one i can think of is um uh oh god who's uh uh the dude ga- the guy who married the lead called? singer of oh this is terrible <laughs> we're so old oh my god yeah i, I can't got, think of any he's he's we got too old. You got the edge come on the edge you got, got the, the edge. edge oh he's TV van sant is definitely oh, bald he's, he's, he's in hat prison though to uh, he's quote Pat Finnerty, he's in half. Yeah, he is in half. As prison. is Edge. I mean, has Edge? Edge is that little... he's in Scarf Prison and what the whatever. Fuck? Tuke Wilco prison. guy. Wilco, Wilco guy is bald. Which guy is Wilco? Main Wilco guy is he bald? Jeff Tweedy? No, no. no. Tweedy's no. a hairy, hairy man. <laughs> he's, he's a hairy man. He's a hero. Yeah. That. The person I'm trying to that. think of. The band's gone now. Uh, he Paul married bald. the lead singer of No Doubt. Oh, um, a Bush. Bush. That's it. Bush, Bush guy. Bush. Uh, Bush had a had a bald guitarist. <laughs> oh, Who's like saying Gavin Rosdale's uh, bald? No, no, no. Their guitarist is bald. What a revelation that would be. Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Is- he's bald. He fucking rocks. I don't care what you guys think. No, he's not bald anymore. Is Garth Brooks bald or is it Chris Gaines? Is Chris Gaines bald? <laughs> Chris Gaines has had work done, right? <laughs> he's got fake hair now. Good yeah. point. Yeah, you're right. There's not many. And then, I mean, Michael Stipe, but he's not the guitarist. He's the singer. Stipe's bald. I mean, yeah. you could say Brian Eno. He's a guitarist, oh, kind of. Dr. Dre's fucking is bald. He? Yeah, Ooh, but he's go. not. Yeah, it's hard. There aren't many. There aren't many. So it's so it's great that Rory, that you are all right. So Rory, yeah, Rory, what's going on? He's he's carrying the torch. It all falls on me. <laughs> oh God. Well, Rory, when when did a uh, because uh, you have you have a an excellent beard, like you have one of those huh? power beards. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Like your head flipped upside down and then <laughs> yeah. the face part yeah. regulated. <laughs> In but, like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, when did it happen for you? When did it start? Uh relatively early. Um, I think I started seeing signs of it late high school, uh, yep. but Join I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. yeah. I didn't fully accept it until uh, maybe like 20, 21 years old, something yeah. like that. And I just, I just, I made the commitment. I just, I, I realized there were no other options. So I just shaved it that's all That's what I did. I just, what yeah. was your, what was your pattern? Cause I, I feel like a lot of people make the decision on the kind of pattern they've got. You know what I mean? Like the um, balding pattern. Is yeah, because I, I, it doesn't seem like many people who have like the little, the solar panel will shave it. <laughs> They'll keep it for a long time because <laughs> right. their perception of themselves is like, I still have hair. Mm. Um, and then they're not seeing people snicker and stuff as they walk by. <laughs> no, I didn't have like the, the typical like George Costanza balding yeah. in the back. I had it more in the front. I was thinning in the front. <laughs> yeah. But I also had oh, like a- yeah. That's kind of like better, I think. I, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I had like this V in the front of like still thick hair. Yeah. So there was like this V and then it was thinning behind it. And then it got thick again past that. So it was no good. Did you ever, 
Did you ever do the, because um, that's the hair pattern of this actor that was on Veep, um, Kevin Dunn. And he's forever had this thing where he, had, he grows that really long and he just like swoops it back. And he uh. plays all these sort of like, you know, he's just sort of this dude in his like 50s, 60s. He plays sort of like bureaucrats all the time. So it works for him like as far as his look and stuff. But right. did you ever sort of hide it or anything? Or are you just like, meh, No, I, I mean, I think I hid it a little bit with hats for like yep. a year or two I, before I was really ready to accept it. Oh, yeah, it. you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he hit it really hard. <laughs> Confirmed. Dude, I knew Roy for about two years, and he just wore a New York Yankees hat forever. Oh, wow. Hat prison. Yeah. New York Yankees, not the Phillies? I'm originally from New York. So I was, oh, shit. I was repping the home team. I've since converted. You're but. a Phillies fan? Yeah, hey, man, I got it. Yeah, I, got I like it. the Phillies. I got yeah. no problem with the Phillies. What was the rule of thumb we came upon? Like, if you've lived in a city more than ten years, you have to pivot. I think to that's that city. what you said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm approaching twenty years in Philly now, so I yeah. I, if you were still that guy, I was like, nope, I don't care. <laughs> no <laughs> way, man. <laughs> Screw where I live. <laughs> no, yeah. So yeah, it just it it became very clear that I had to make that choice and I did and yeah I haven't looked back since it's so good you have you and Charlie have the the perfect heads like oh, very it's yeah there it is smooth That's... round people and it just bites <laughs> like wanting to kind of rub it like a Buddha belly that's you know? right you can make a wish off our oh heads. my god I've gotten that <laughs> yeah. I'm Charlie I'm sure people have tr- at least attempted to rub your head oh yeah. many times yeah 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 all right husk man what's up Todd man each make a wish Huskman, you get to make a wish off Rory's head. Todd, man, you're going to make a wish off my head. Huskman, you first. Oh, okay. Um, What's your wish off? Uh, I can't say it out loud. It won't come true. The, oh, yeah, you have to. It won't come I true. have to say it out loud? It's very personal. That helps it make it be true. Oh, I see. All right. I mean, I'll say my wish. Uh, I'll, I wish for an extra seven inches on my penis. I want to be a freak show. <laughs> Granted. I want to go into porn. I want to be having like a 45-inch penis. <laughs> oh, shit. You're already at 30. I'm already. Uh, like, I'm a monster at this point. You're doing, you're doing pretty well, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Todd, man. You get to make a wish off my bald head. What is all right. That? My one wish would be this. Hey, Todd, would you wish that my penis was smaller? The more <laughs> we talk about it. I, I wish Brian's penis was seven inches longer. No, no, no. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, God. Ow! It's 60 inches. He's hurting himself. Uh, <sighs> I got to think these things through. What a mess. Uh, oh, man. It is funny. I, I have seen, once Rory shaved his head, what was that, 2005 or something? Yeah. He made yeah. quite the splash with like all of our friends, like, oh, damn. Yeah. And oh. Everybody comes up, rubs the man's head. Of course. To the point where I'm sure you guys might have gone through this, but like, Rory at one point got super defensive. And it's like, you touch my fucking head, I will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Your head basically became like a pregnant woman's belly. People are like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a celebration. <laughs> Which you shouldn't do either. Don't don't go rubbing random. Yeah, yeah that's not bellies. cool either. No. Yeah. yeah, I know. I don't know when I, there are certain boundaries with like children related touching that sort of like people are insane. <laughs> I remember my daughter, people would just like, oh, what an adorable child and just make a beeline up to her and start sort of like, like touching her face and her hands and stuff. I'm like, what are you doing? I do not know you. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so insane. But yeah, I, I, you know, like most people, Probably. I went through a phase. Yeah. Like it was a little rough, you know, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, I, I tried to accept it, but it was difficult. So yeah, people going out of their way to point it out. And I was like, yo, 
ease up with that, you know? Oh, you mean they're going, they're, uh, they're like, hey, man, you're bald, you're bald. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, go figure. Yeah, they would just like point it out or you're like run up to you, rub the head like, yeah. I know, I know I'm bald. You don't have to accentuate that fact. On their head. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't understand that. I don't understand what there, there are certain physical boundary things that people with touching and then commenting on and they will comment on if you lose weight or if you're bald they'll oh, just yeah. like call it out it'll just be like yeah Absolutely. everybody's cool with that I'm like no no we're not <laughs> it's not cool um well it's oh. working for you rory i mean oh thank you thank you so I much mean, i mean i dare say you wouldn't you. you wouldn't be in the band if you weren't as bald as you are right todd because <laughs> i mean we needed to, we needed bald representation and we needed it bad and we needed a great guitar player so we got rory <laughs> <laughs> every band needs that great bald guy right totally This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Football is back. And the best bet you can make is downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It doesn't matter if you're new to gambling or an old pro. FanDuel has something for everyone. And as an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you know your bets are safe. There's also never been a better time to use FanDuel. Because right now, you'll get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. You can even turn a small wager into a big payday with a same-game parlay bet. Just sign up with the promo code SPOTIFY to place your first bet risk-free on FanDuel Sportsbook. Download FanDuel today. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother, Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. You might know me from the seven years I spent as a cast member on Saturday Night Live. And since then, I've gone on to star in some of your favorite TV shows and films. And trust me, they're your favorite. Favorite? Okay, Jonah, please be cool. And I'm a longtime music journalist with a fairly niche but very dedicated audience in the punk scene. So, Alt, in our new podcast, How Did We Get Weird? We'll talk about our favorite snacks, shows, and obsessions from growing up with some of our favorite friends, including comedians, musicians, and other A-list celebrities we want to brag that we're friends with. Wow, Vanessa, you're friends with Minnie Driver? Uh, yeah, JK, but she is very cool. We'll have fun and ultimately heartwarming discussions about our formative years and recall some unforgettable memories along the way. Like the time the Jewish Federation called our house during dinner and our dad told them we had converted before hanging up on them. Listen to How Did We Get Weird starting on September 27th from Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network, available on the iHeartRadio Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Jonah, that's your birthday, September 27th. Yeah, that's my birthday. You got to listen. Hey, guys, this is Maddie and Kenzie Ziegler, and we have a podcast called Take 20. This is so exciting. I know. We've been wanting to do this for so long. It's been a long time coming, but I feel like we're in a really good point in our lives where we have a lot to talk about. I'm actually really happy that I grew up with you because I could not do it alone. Oh my gosh, that's not really emotional. Well, it's true. It took a while to get to this point. We hated each other. I know. Like, we actually, I hated you so much. I know. We used to tell each other that too, which is terrible. Okay, but honestly, I don't think we hated each other that much because we would sleep in the same room every night, even though we'd fight. I'm so excited for everyone to get to know us on a personal level and not just through social media. So this is going to be really interesting and fun. I know. I was literally saying today, I was like, I wonder if we're going to like fight. I feel like there will be lots of laughs. 
You know what's so bad? Once we start laughing, we can't stop. We can't stop. Nope. That's going to be a huge problem. No. But listen to Take 20 on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Only on Baltimore. All right, here's what I want. I am not a musician. I've never been. I'm fine with that. But I love music. But all three of you are. Mm-hmm. Talk music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I'm annoying you. Charlie. I can tell. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Charlie, I can't. If you ever have a kid, like a daughter who starts to date and stuff, and you're like trying to set them up or whatever. Like, so, all right. So, uh, you know, tell me everything about yourself, young man. Sorry. <laughs> well, I will say uh, Rory and I both very much kind of came from a punk rock like upbringing. Punk rock. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Sex pistols and shit. More Clash for me. It, it yeah. Probably no effect. Oh, The Clash. You sent me uh, that, dude. Yeah. That record was the fucking bomb. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But so it's funny. I reached out to Brian a couple months ago and I was just like, mm-hmm. dude, I've been seeing your face for 25 years. <laughs> and it was like, I know this guy is totally punk rock. Like, even though you know your characters, they don't allow you to exercise your punkness. Right. And then when you started talking about being in a band, I'm like, dude, he had to have been a, in a punk band. And sure enough, like, definitely punky. It was punk adjacent. It was like, is garage rocky. Yeah. yeah. You guys were all over the place, but you could tell. Oh, like, close enough. Yeah. Brother, you got to come to LA and see Husky do improv. He's a punk rock improviser oh thanks man (laughs) well that's yeah that would be a dream for secret american to do a improv show with you guys oh oh we're doing it yeah oh man do you think you could do could you guys uh can you sort of like jam on the fly like if if you had to provide music for us as like a scene that was sort of unfolding do you think you could sort of yeah yeah i think we could i think so so good yeah we've we've done uh was it live band karaoke from time with Pat sometime? Oh yeah. But, um, Pat show. That's yeah. Basically like we'll be just playing songs we've never played before where it's just like, all right, cool. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just play uh closing time by semi-sonic right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Amazing. I got another question for you guys. I'm going to be annoying Husky. Sorry. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> uh, my favorite band is secret American. My second favorite band is Fleetwood Mac. Interesting. What are your guys' favorite bands? <laughs> and if you can incorporate baldness into it. <laughs> are we, are we limited to two? Do we, is, nah, it, is it a double? Fuck, I don't, no, I don't care. Okay. I feel like I would probably speak for Rory as well. Favorite band, the Beatles? Oh, mm. of course. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's a given. Yeah. So I'd say second favorite, maybe the Beach Boys, three-way tie with Jimi Hendrix experience. The Beach Boys. And Beach Boys and Clash. Oh, I can see that. Maybe talking. <laughs> it is interesting here, like that you guys came from punk roots because your stuff is is much more Beach Boys leaning. You know, I guess it, has, it is. You know, yeah, I yeah. About yeah. That. Um, is, is that like the product of age or like did you guys, was there any, at any point in any sort of like in secret Americans identity that you were sort of like, eh, we're kind of, we still have some punkiness, but we're kind of getting away from it. Or was it a whole, like, well, let's try this other version. If, 
if and when you see us play live, I think you'd be like, oh, those guys used to be into punk. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah oh. The live show feels different than the records for sure. Really? Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. It's more of just like an energy we bring to the live thing. I mean, I think I've seen some I've seen some video stuff where you guys go in out in the audience and, and get yeah. pretty thrashy <laughs> with it and stuff. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean we cool. do choreographed dance moves just like any punk band would do, right? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> What are mine? That's a tough one. I I, I have a so my all right. So Velvet Underground. Um, oh, dude, yeah, I forgot about Guided that. by Voices, Broken Social Scene. Um, it kind of changes from time to time, but like, yeah, I'd say those are like the the the, the consistent ones. Like, Guided by Voices, I know. Oh, dude, I don't know them the very best. well, but I know so many people that love them. They have too many records. Yes, they have far too much music. <laughs> it really is. I gotta it's, get into them. But I'll, I'll I'll turn you on to to the key albums. I'll tell you my favorite bands: Secret American, Doctor Dre, Atmosphere. Wow. Those are my top Wait, what favorite. happened to Fleetwood Mac? Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> also. Poor Fleetwood yeah. Mac. No, 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 they're in there. There's a four way tie, and mm. then oh, Margot Price. Those are my five top. Mm, Margot yeah. Price. Who's okay. that? She's a country singer. She's yeah. fucking dope. That's cool. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, let me throw. I'm going to add Hank Williams. Oh, I love. Oh, fuck. I love Hank Williams. Yeah. But anyway, my whole point was I just want you three to discuss music and I'll be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Let's talk about music. So, what is y'all. What is. Because it seems like every band sort of has their agreed upon process. And also, it, you know, it's like a little. you're, You're setting up a little business for yourself. Do you sort of have designated roles within the band or the designated roles within like the the writing process recording process yeah I, or, or is it an insane free for all Todd I'm gonna let you handle this one all right it, it, it's probably one of the most like interesting band scenarios because we're even though we are a very tight-knit group of musicians that play very well together super tight it's like the, the whole project stemmed from the lead singer Derek's solo project he hit me up and was like, yo, I want you to produce my solo record because he was in this awesome band called Cheers Elephant that was kind of on the way out or whatever. He wanted to do his own thing. And it's like, of course, man, I'll, I'll help you. And then he flew to the East Coast and we spent like two or so weeks making this record that would be later become the first album, Warmth and Shelter. Um, and then uh, once we got to the end, it was just like, this album's so awesome. We got to play it live. Like, mm-hmm. It's got to, people need to hear this, got to take it to the streets. And it was like, all right, you live in California. I live in Philly. Like, let me just call the dream team and let's learn this stuff live. And Rory, uh, first call, like, he's the guy, you know, like sick guitar player can do anything you throw at the man, can sing. Uh, So yeah, Rory and I also have a very long history, went to college together, been playing in a other band called the new connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so Rory, Alex, um, our other friend, Willie, and our other friend, Kevin, who uh, those two, Willie and Kevin are no longer in the group anymore. Um, but they made way for John and Katie 
to join. Um, so it was kind of like, and Tony Congas, obviously. And Tony, you can't forget Tony Congas. Yeah, I can't forget Tony. Tony Congas, is that his yeah. given name? His, that his, is. his birth name? Eric, given name. Wow. Yeah. You guys are the new connection? Yeah, Rory and I and yeah. uh, Alex, who also plays Garth. Oh, I fucking love the new connection. I uh, <laughs> Somewhere in the bizarro past of the uh, pandemic and how much... Uh, tequila i've been drinking <laughs> i uh i bought the new connection me and camille wow. were just listening to it the, what? L- like last night when we were making dinner and she was like these guys are great who is it i was like i don't know <laughs> i don't even know i don't know why i have this <laughs> yeah, that's uh, awesome that's amazing yeah that's me and todd well, that's I'm our old that's band. you guys that's very cool <laughs> yeah uh yeah that's more of like a police uh inspired oh, rock yeah. band oh cool yeah. a little, little prog rock in there maybe yeah a little yeah. like prog version of the police yeah. updated nice. but anyway so we we put together this live dream team started playing a lot and uh things evolved and mem- members evolved and you know just like the distance between derek and the rest of the group at one point you know everybody lived in philly except for Derek, and he would fly in to play shows. It was the most insane shit ever. Wow, what a rock star <laughs> style. <laughs> really dumb. It's dumb, but it's, it's still awesome. We would all kind of just like come together for like a short period of time, learn the songs as a band, learn a bunch of dance moves, yeah. go rock out, play a show, and then everybody go home and you know celebrate. But uh, The first time I heard the bands did that, it I blew my mind because i played in a band yeah. in college and it was like we were so sort of like insecure about our abilities that we just would like we had to kind of cling to each other and and, and rehearse a bunch and not get much better but like the idea <laughs> you like you would just like come in learn some songs go to do, perform them like, like wait hold on what no yeah people have to live together they have to start to get annoyed with one another resentments <laughs> breed rock and roll oh yeah <laughs> so husk man you guys were all like together in a little unit the whole time well, kind of. Like I lived with the guitarist a couple times, which was a terrible mistake. And then I lived with, <laughs> and then I was originally uh, dorm roommates with our drummer. Um, okay. And then after a while, we were as as it was getting dragged, as <laughs> we were like, yeah, it doesn't seem to be improving, but we're still trying. <laughs> like I made the call to kind of cut out of there. Um, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we would have loved that, you know, band integration. It, it sucks because our keyboard player and our drummer, Katie and John, they moved to Nashville. Oh, wow. Uh, at one point, our percussionist, Tony, was living in Manhattan. Our guitar player, Alex, was living in Jersey. Not oh, terribly God. far away, but it was just like, fuck. And Derek's north of L.A. Your trombone like, player was in Nome, Alaska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rory and I were somehow the only people in Philly. At, or, yeah. And it was just like. Out of seven. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. She's like. Wait, where was, where was Tony? Was it Tony Congas? Yeah, he John was in, in Manhattan yeah. like five out of seven days a week, even though he technically yeah. lived in Philly. And he was secretly working for <clears throat> the mob with that name, right? It's Tony Congas. <laughs> he had to do a few uh, hits. Or Allegedly. 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 We don't know. Nobody saw nothing. Yeah. yeah. Get Tony Congas on this one, okay? <laughs> He'll sing him a song and then shoot him. That's crazy. And Rory, Rory, are you lead guitar? Yeah. Yes. So. Oh, so you're the George Harrison. Yes. Let's go with that. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm the bald George Harrison. You're bald equation. George Harrison. That's yeah. what I refer to you. Where is the guitar like magician? He can just like pull out. So he's playing. Like, How do you fucking do that shit? 
Uh, whoa, wow. I don't know. Uh, it's insane. Involved. He channels energy right into the brain. The baldness. <laughs> yeah, it was a little tricky at first. So when they first asked me to join the band, they already had the first album recorded and ready to go. Uh-huh. And the majority of the parts they wanted me to learn were actually recorded on the pedal steel, which is not the guitar. Oh, wow. Will you remind me what that is? I know I know it's like a pedal and a guitar, but a yeah, little bit more. It's kind of like a guitar that you kind of like hold it, uh, I don't know, like horizontal. In your lap. It's sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah horizontal. Oh, to the floor, that thing. And it's okay. got these pedals. So you, you don't play it like a guitar, but sort of like it's a guitar. It's not this. The audience won't see my mime. It's like no, it's not down that. here. It's like yeah. A, yeah. almost like a table of strings. Okay. And is that, so you have either a, a glass tube or a metal tube? This a slide, on, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then. Because I've always wanted to learn that, and is the other with the other hand? Are you picking like yes. sort of? Yeah, so, so you're plucking with one hand, and then you're using the slide with the other hand. Whoa! So what now, is? I okay. don't play the pedal steel. I don't no. own a pedal steel. So right. they asked me to try to recreate these pedal steel parts on the guitar, right? Which I attempted to do. Hopefully, I you nailed it. Pulled it. Up. <laughs> Didn't nailed it. I mean, I love both albums. That's is it tuned to the same? Is it tuned like a guitar? No, I no. think it's tuned differently. It's tuned to like an open, depending on which tuning you want to go. It's an open chord. I think it's like A9 is yeah. the default setting. And I don't even know. I have like yeah. a bastardized version of a pedal steel that's got six strings, but I think they usually have at least eight. There's a lot, yeah. So that that's where my, my musicianship stops at anything that's not just sort of like basic three chord kind of stuff like when people are talking about like well we're going to transpose this and you know you just you know it's a7 so you just do the a7 and put your capo on it's like i no i don't know i, just, I did not I never got my head around that part no. i know none of this shit yeah crazy. I, I don't either is this the music talk you were hoping for charlie <laughs> yeah i love it i'm fucking totally fascinated nice. by it. i mean everyone makes fun of me and thinks i'm kidding but i honestly am fascinated by it it's like to me it sounds like talking improv but yeah. just an art I don't know. Yeah. It is. I, I do love hearing people. Well, not always, but I do, a lot of times love hearing people's just like shop talk for their their respective. Anyone cool, I like shop talk. Yeah, but like I'll I'll grill my girlfriend who's a painter. I'll be like, so what is? Oh. So tell me what's going on here. And she's like, and she's like, well, I'm doing you know gouache with sort of like this template thing. You know, Huskman. She's a painter too. Yeah, yeah. That's what she, you know. Camille's a painter. Oh, she is. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. She paints all kind of shit. My yeah. fiance is also a painter. What? Really? So many painters. Oh, see, that's what happens. They love bald guys and musicians. <laughs> those painters. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, <laughs> artists like musicians, or we'd all be lonely, f- fucking fat pieces of shit. Uh, True. <laughs> all right, let me ask you this: like, wh- what are your guys' favorite musicians, and why? And please wax poetic, even if I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. Rory, you go first because you're bald. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, actually, I think my favorite guitarist he was already touched upon is George Harrison. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. He's the fucking best. He, he really is. He, he really brought something special to the Beatles. And, and I think he just watching his progression from the start of the Beatles to when they disbanded and then, you know, starting his what solo career. Yeah. Uh, what a journey. Oh, I'm going to jump in really quick and sure. then I'll be quiet and let you talk. Todd, my best friend besides Brian Husky <laughs> uh, sent me Hard Day's Night. Yeah. Uh, the record. Sure. Which I 
didn't know that well. I mean, of course, I'm a human being on Earth, so I've heard it. But <laughs> why'd you lie, I, I to me? Yeah, that song. I feel like there's a George thing going on there. Is that right? I mean, there's some George things going on in all those songs. I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a George composition. Is it? Todd, no chime in. I'm huh? blanking on uh, on uh, sing, sing more of it, Really, it's like they're my favorite. I'm sure I know it, but I'm, you lied to me. How does uh, singing? Uh, why? Uh, why'd you lie that, uh, to me? Yeah, tell oh. me why. Tell me why you cried. Yeah. You cried. Tell and me why you lied to me. To me. I would George say that's a, a McCart- probably a McCartney. Track, that's a McCartney. Right? Yeah. Oh, like, okay. okay. Yeah, I feel like what Rory's saying is like. Dude, he's the icing on the cake, this like magical fairy yeah. dust that he sprinkles on every song. So it's like this yeah. cool guitar shit that is just like distinctly George where you're like, yeah, That's but the- but and he kind of he did it all. Like he had like this great finger picking style. He he could do like the great blues solos. He could uh, uh Olivia yeah. com- uh verified John yeah, yeah. and Paul wrote that one. There it is. Oh shit. Okay. I Technically they they compose everything. So it's like yeah, yeah. if Paul wrote a song, Paul and John wrote it. If right. Right, right, right. They're just right, like right. from the get go, 50-50 yeah. split. But I'm yeah. surprised that they didn't do a f- uh at least a three or four way split. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they're it, dicks. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> they're my favorite band, but they're dicks, just like the Stones, where yes. it's like yeah. you know. Mick and Keith wrote everything, but like I'm sure Brian and everybody else they contributed, all contributed a fuck ton. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're bullies. These guys are English yeah. bullies. <laughs> that was one of the REM was like a big huge band for me in high school. And I was so heartened when it, it all all the songs were like is democracy like did yeah them, really no, yeah yeah they they all oh, get writing nice. credit on it they all oh, yeah that's, that's, that's kind of nice. that's super cool uh, yeah dude. i wouldn't do that i'd be too much of a dick yeah because i mean you know who was it bill barry was the drummer and once he he retired after he got cancer he just like i'm gonna be a farmer i don't care anymore so i love the idea that he's still he's being taken care of for yeah. all the stuff he's already participated on you know oh that's nice brian yeah. if i may uh, did you get into rem before michael stipe went bald i did oh <laughs> i did was that before you went bald uh, oh my god what a move rory the I know, ultimate good, good the ultimate move, move. <laughs> it's an honest question i have a new co-host charlie so sorry <laughs> i'll be color commentary that's okay um <laughs> it's you and rory i was beginning my journey and then okay. yeah i was uh, when he just came out of nowhere but suddenly bald i was like what what happened over the summer to yeah. this guy this is crazy um, what did that feel good though were you like yeah yes he's like me Yes, I, I did. I also, but it, it's. It felt like he had he had changed his whole um, persona at that point. You know, what I mean, at that point, oh, really? he, he was kind of becoming like Michael Stipe, who's an interview magazine too much. You know, it was just like a, a sort of like oh, this guy he's everywhere. He's going to fashion shows and stuff. This was what, like ninety two or three? When did he shave his head? When did he shave his head? Because um, like after losing my religion, right? Like you can kind of see him with hair in that video. Yeah, yeah. So what was that? So it, was that life's? All right. Think that was ninety one. Is that after Orange? I, I kind of after um, Life's Rich Pageant. I kind of was like, Meh. I was losing losing interest with him a little bit. You lost your religion. <laughs> I lost my religion. I was no longer in their cult. <laughs> Sorry. I was never an REM guy. I didn't mind them. I just never. They were like, for me, like they were, there were so many bands for me in high school were big parts of my identity forging, which I think for any uh-huh. teenager it is, but it, it, 
when I realized that there was this subworld of like punk rock and lo-fi and just this kind of do-it-yourself stuff, I I needed that so much. And so oh, the that's idea, nice. that, yeah. So all these guys were in college, and that they started this band that turned into this other thing. I was like, wait, you can do that? Oh, so yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. I I love that. I love that. That's why I wanted to ask y'all about sort of your yeah your please. band politics or your band sort of setup because it seems like the the healthier bands are sort of like yeah this is a community experience and yeah. the dysfunctional ones are like play my songs <laughs> yeah i mean so it, on the surface it seems like the latter but it, it, it like if we were all in the same room always it would be much more collaborative but yeah by, the right. nature of the beast is just everybody's yeah. spread out. We kind of got to, we'll call Rory in, like, come play pedal steel, even though you don't play it, or do a lead guitar. We make him do <laughs> fucking 100 <laughs> takes of the guitar. And, oh, we're going to get a pedal steel session player to play it again. Sorry, Rory. <laughs> We've broken his heart a few times. I feel yeah. bad always, but, you know. Hey, I got over it. I got over it. This is <laughs> a two-point question, but first point. In these modern times we live in, not pandemic focused, but just like I would say from 2000 on, how does a band survive? Like, is it, are we, are you back to that point of just like it is touring and merchandising? And that's pretty much where you make your money. And then, second point, how the crap do you make it in during pandemic? Yeah. I mean, I'd say it's a twofold answer. You do definitely have to play live and like, all, ticket sales, uh, whatever, merch sales, like that's huge. But then the other is like licensing. So it's like, we got lucky to be on Weird City and mm-hmm. it wasn't a huge paycheck. Thanks, Charlie. You're not on here. <laughs> not on the uh, here. But uh, yeah, no, it was just like, you get a chunk of money from that. It, it does suck because it's like, there's no labels real. I mean, they exist, but it's like, you don't want to sign to a label. We're all about doing it ourselves. And uh, because it's like, if you sign with a label, they're going to take 50% of everything. And then, you know, it costs you a shitload to make the, the stuff anyway. And yeah. it's, it's tough. So, you, I mean, you hope for a license and doing touring, but really like so many people, all of our friends were kind of fucked when the pandemic hit. Cause it's yeah. just, nobody can do anything. Yeah. I don't know how you make it right now. It's really, yeah. It's a mess. I, I don't know. It, it I seems know. like you have to like take like a 90 degree turn and like, find like a new way to do everything uh, it's crazy yeah i i would be curious if there were any musical acts that were born of the pandemic during it like if that's even possible that somebody could sort of like you know start posting stuff or like oh wow i don't know where this person came i feel like a good example of that is 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 pat finnerty because he kind of i think because of the pandemic started that his like youtube show which right. is kind of taken off oh cool yeah and it's you know it's music related to music yep. adjacent mm-hmm. yeah but he's not really performing but it's a great show he's got a lot of views on there and yeah i don't know I, I, you yeah. just have to like find a new way to reach people i guess well the, i mean the because music the the physicality of just like music not just like you the musicians being physical on stage but being in the sound waves themselves is such a important part of that experience yeah and yeah. and then, you know the second step of that is like recording the equivalent of that. So having those those things removed even more, it's like ugh, yeah, such a drag. Yeah, I, I went to my first live show, you know, post. Can we say post pandemic? But um, I went to a show like about <laughs> a pe- yeah. it's a pandemic <laughs> yeah. halftime is what, yeah. what we're calling. <laughs> yes, it. yeah, it was like a month ago or something. I went to a show, you know, all the 
mandates relax and i went to a show and it, it like you were saying it felt so good just to yeah. like yeah. feel like the kick drum you could like feel it in your chest and oh, yeah. I miss oh that uh, so leaving much. with your ears ringing like i know it's unhealthy but <laughs> goddamn it feels good yeah i miss yeah. that the immersive experience is just yeah i miss it so much i know like you guys yeah. do an improv and stuff it's like you can't wa- you can watch it on tv i mean whose line is it anyway it was a huge show but it's like right. if you were in the audience watching these guys do it it's like mm-hmm. that's what it's all about like oh dude i did an improv show two nights ago at largo i'm so jealous yeah i wish i was there how was it fucking dope <laughs> and we brought the motherfucking house down that's so good oh my god i felt like dr dre in 91 it was like <laughs> <laughs> the fucking house exploded yeah i was talking to seth uh former guest seth morris well, oh my god seth brought it down oh, really? he's the funniest he's so good he's got to be the funniest one of us he's so funny yeah <laughs> but he was like he was like yeah i guess the whole audience was masked and you had to show proof of vaccination and, Correct. Right. Yeah. All that stuff. But like, it was still packed all the way front to the back. I love that. Like that. That to me is like I was like, okay, I could I could do that environment. Oh. I, was, I was still. I would guarantee I would still have moments on stage. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Paul Shear seems to kind of get out and shop at the grocery store a lot. I could die on stage right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I left all that behind. I just said, fuck it. I don't. I yeah. I need this. Um. But yeah, I mean, bringing that. Nothing feels like bringing the house down. Yeah. Fucking. And then bringing the house down. Those are the two <laughs> things. Yeah. Well, yeah. I gotta, can we turn that a t-shirt? I think we can turn that into a t-shirt. <laughs> Edit that out, Todd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's clipping it right now. No, nothing felt like bringing the house down. It was the most joyous experience I've had in forever. It's a story that captivated the nation. Two brothers and their sister are on the run from authorities tonight. Three close-knit siblings known as the Doherty Gang go on a 15-state crime spree, evading police for eight days. Police say the trio have a stockpile of weapons. Dylan, Ryan, and Lee Grace had nothing left to lose. They're like modern-day Bonnie and Clyde. Now, for the very first time, exclusive interviews with Doherty's from behind bars. This call is from a federal prison. My sister's a crazy one. I was working at two different strip clubs doing a very large amount of drugs. My brother's a muscle. The last time I spoke to my dad, he told me, look out for your little brother. Something I really took to heart. The youngest is the brain. How far would you run for your freedom? There's some things that you just can't take back. You've already started this party. You might as well have fun. And that's what we did. Listen to The Doherty Gang every Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. River Cafe Table 4 is a brand new podcast with me, Ruthie Rogers, founder and chef of the River Cafe in London. I'm Ray Fiennes, and I'm having an affair with the River Cafe. From family suppers to first dates, each week I invite a special guest to discuss their food memories, what they cook, the restaurants they choose, and the food they seek when comfort is needed. Years ago, it was sausage and mash. Yes. Now it's caviar. Ah, okay. (laughs) And on each episode of River Cafe Table 4, guests like Paul McCartney, Glenn Close, David Beckham, Jake Gyllenhaal read their favorite recipe from one of my River Cafe cookbooks. I'm Jake Gyllenhaal, and there is truly nothing like Ruthie's slow-cooked tomato sauce. Listen to River Cafe Table 4 on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hi, I'm Enrique Santos, co-host of the new podcast, SOS Cuba. As a proud Cubano, it's important for me to use my platform to inform others. That's why I'm teaming up with my friend, Telemundo journalist Jose Diaz-Balart for a six-episode show that explores the anti-government demonstrations in the communist-run island. We're discussing the history of our beloved Cuba, what led to the recent protests, and why people are calling for change. A group of special guests weigh in on what's next for our Comunidad Cubana, and what does U.S. involvement look like, and why the words Patria y Vida resonate so strongly at this moment. Listen to SOS Cuba as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Talking bald, yeah. Have you guys investigated any kind of like outdoor options of playing? Like, is that is that something? Because that feels like the the second best option. I mean, the problem is for the audience, right? There, it's uh, it's up to them to sort of like <laughs> their problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's their problem. They're in the pit and just like <laughs> spreading it around. But I mean, I'm sure everybody. The close the, the, the problem solvers seem to be the Flaming Lips with their bubble. Oh my god! Oh my god, god bless them. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I would love to go see them again. I actually uh, have tickets to go see them at, at this indoor venue. But oh, well. maybe maybe they'll bust out the uh, the bubble. Yeah. Bubbles. Yeah, they they're insane live i saw i mean yeah this is way before ban- pandemic but i saw them back in like oh five or something mm-hmm. nice that show was fucking dope yeah yeah they're like how, how many times have you seen them brian i've seen them i think four times maybe and the first time was back when they're just pretty much a three-piece it was Oh, I can't remember the it's one of their like second album or something. Oh, the very very early. yeah, back when they were like they were super like punky psychedelic, and they did this thing where they pointed like not just like strobe lights, but like strobe um, floodlights into the audience and just blasted them during this one song, <laughs> and they had all this like smoke machine going and stuff, and it was horrifying and great at the same time because they were just doing this like <laughs> you know just noise freak out thing um that's fine yeah it was it was amazing and it's so insane like they've come from that to to where they are now which i also love the fact is like yes this yeah. this kind of expression can slowly over time as you age and discover things about yourself turn into this thing um yeah. i love that they've never pigeonholed themselves you know yeah is is wayne coin the yeah. guy yeah. 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 Cuz he's got a little older now. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's older than us. Right? Yeah, he's he's like mid 50s and he's got his first kid. I saw them in De La Soul together in Park Slope, wow. Brooklyn. Ooh, that's wow. a good one. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking dope. Yeah, I saw them in Prospect Park where I had like a personal revelation. <laughs> I just wa- watching them on stage. I just the phrase um, "total permission" came into my head, and I just I was just like, these guys have given themselves total permission to do yeah. what they want to do and how they want to do it. And it just yeah, it was it like works. one of those like one of those concert moments you want to have for yourself. Where you're just like, oh my god, it all fits together. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the flaming lips. There's just like a a great American rock and roll story. It's yeah. like faced against a shitload of adversity if you know anything about like some of their personal lives like drug addicts and and all this fucking shit but like musical geniuses visionaries Mm -hmm. always switching it up never really doing the same shit twice 
It's like they fucking rule. Rory and I actually were, we started a uh, Flaming Lips tribute band that was short lived. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was a good time. Ooh, that would be so fun. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Todd. Todd was Wayne Coyne. He was what was the guy. Yeah. yeah. So cool. <laughs> it was magical. I did my best impersonation. Uh, I love yeah, that. that we were called the uh the pink robots after the Yoshi. Oh, the pink robots. Yeah, that's a course. good that's a that's a respectable cover band name. Because a lot of yeah. times they can be pretty cheese ball, but that one's yeah. that one's pretty good. We we chose to keep it the hits. You yeah. Know? If you can but uh <laughs> Yeah, um, it was crazy. <laughs> well, I do. Uh, we're kind of coming coming up on on a full juicy, maybe hour conversation. I'm not sure, but I did. There's one thing. Got to pivot back to bald, and we got to pivot back to our editor who has sat through all of the <laughs> records and had to listen to us yammer on about constantly, this stuff yeah, constantly. Right. Just too much. Like chopping out. People don't know when we usually record. We record for like four hours. You're hearing fifty <laughs> minutes of. Pure joy. Yeah, it, but it's like, it's exhausting. The, uh, the guests get sick of us. We're like, no, we're coming up on the fourth hour. We're going to ask you more questions. And then Todd just cuts it down to this perfect thing. No pee breaks. No pee breaks. <laughs> we make them drink during the whole thing. We never stop. Yeah. What, what is your sort of overview takeaway, like, from just listening to various guests of what the experience is? Because we had that question asked to us. Like, like so what's, yeah. what's, what's the sort of big takeaway? Like, what's your... Is there, is there an overarching sort of like, oh, yeah, this seems to be a thread amongst all human beings who are bald? So my takeaway, and I think I might be quoting one of you guys, I think it's you, Brian, whereas like the takeaway that I got is like the show is more about like insecurities and like, mm. hey, we're all in this together kind of thing. And like, you know, it's <laughs> it sucks. To, I know it's easy for me to say, that, but like, you know, it's like you feel insecure i would assume when you're losing your hair but mm-hmm. you're not alone like we're all you guys are there carrying the torch like hey it's all good we're all fun community don't hate yourself like it's all great it's all gravy baby yeah and i don't know it's just like it ain't so bad once you shave your head and just accept it's about acceptance and uh it's beautiful really oh, that's cool yeah. oh that's good and then you're just it's like hey fun. we can kind of like joke about this and have fun and then it's just you know it's cool to hear about everybody's I always like the bald origin stories. Like, well, when did yeah. you know? And like, you know, what did you have to go through? Everybody kind of goes, they meet it in their own way. You know, they have to come to it to acceptance. There's a few that are still like, uh, the dude, I'm blanking it. He was spraying stuff on his hair. Um, oh, yeah. Where it like leaked. I'm blanking on which guest that was. Uh, I have well, no idea. Was it me? I dabbled in the Rogaine for a minute. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I will I will admit something today. Like, I, so my balding pattern is uh, on top. It's sort of like a little lopsided. There's one side that's starting to kind of like eat, eat away more so than the other. And I, <laughs> I and see I, you and Rory really connecting over this. Oh, Wheeler. He was yeah, the one that. Yeah, uh, Matt uh, Wheeler. Matt that, Wheeler. Yeah, that's right. I love Matt Wheeler. Thank He's you, Olivia. Hilarious. But I, uh, today I had my first thought. I was like, oh, right. Some of these people are like, you can sort of grow back a little bit or keep it there for a little. And now I just wanted, I had a moment. I was like, I'd like this to be a little more uniform. Um, <laughs> yeah. Rory, are you there too? Uh, yeah. You know what? I, my biggest problem these days with being bald is just the maintenance. I wish it would just all go away. You know, if I just didn't have to shave every four days, that would make me a happier mm-hmm. person, you know? Yeah. Right. So you what is it? Do- so, or do you have a ring? Or is it? Yes. Um, yeah. At this point, I would have. I have the ring. Yes. Right. I never let it get to that point. I because yeah, I shave pretty pretty frequently. I like to keep it tight. 
I will say your beard does a lot of work, and I think if you if you let if if you let that get a little bit longer and stuff, the beard yeah. it offsets it in such a great it way. It does, yeah. You don't really think about it. It's going to happen. I think once I get a little older, you know, I'm approaching forty. I think once I get into my, like maybe my mid forties, I'm going to mm. just let let the hair. I'm just going to see what it does. Well, as we sort of identified, there's there's some kind of ironic bald hair stuff going on where people will grow it out and and sort of comb it over or just let it like be kind of gross and shaggy no judgment but i chose the word uh, gross um so i'm an la gangster man i just shaved that shit off i got a question for the baldies uh going what you were saying like where you have to shave it all the time uh i think the electrolysis that's where like people get like their hair taken out right like Mm -hmm. yeah do men ever do that for their like ring Oh yeah, yeah. Do they? Didn't we hear that? I don't know. Didn't uh, Doctor Rome talk about that? Oh, oh no, I... that was a robot or something. I don't know. Well, that's, how, like... that's to put the plugs back in your hair. Right. When I, oh, I feel like I, I feel right. like there yeah, might be some kind of like um, electrical current problems being close to your head. Maybe uh, related to it. Yeah. <laughs> or that's, that's that's what my fear would no. be. It was like, oh, so I'm frying my. Synapses. I don't want electricity shooting into my yeah. brain. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what electrolysis <laughs> is, but it sounds cool. Yeah, it does sound cool. Yeah, I don't, I, we should all uh, we should get an electrolysis on here and just. Uh, <laughs> I dare the I dare the four of us to go together to electrolysis. <laughs> Even Todd, who has hair, we should yeah. all yeah. Let's all go get mani pedis <laughs> and get waxed and electrolysis. This is make a day of it. It sounds good. Yeah, like. Trellisai. Let's book flights. Great. <laughs> hey, meet you in St. Louis for a little uh, man spa day. Love it. Uh, Charlie. Husky. Do you want to ask, uh, do you want any more open-ended questions to him? Or are we? <laughs> <laughs> it's your favorite band. You got to pick one right now. Go, Todd. Beatles. Husky, go. Um, uh, 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 Inya. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Rory, yeah, go. Well, uh, favorite band. Uh, it's Nickelback, no question. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I want to change mine. I want to change mine. Bare Naked Ladies, for sure. Bear, I love oh, them. The Husky, we know you I hate them. I love them. Don't I, lie. I love a funny band. Throwback to you at episode four with Von Cordry. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle, baby. Call that. Um, but Todd, thank you so much uh, for uh, your excellent work and the excellent theme song. And Rory, thank you so much for being in an excellent band. And having a sweet beard. Yeah. And for being our guest today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, (laughs) So, so all that said, Todd, we do need this as fast as possible. Okay. So, (laughs) the turnaround, so the the second this stops recording and you're sent the files, get on it. Yeah. What is it? Sunday afternoon? When is it? Well, you got to get it ready. So, uh, airs Wednesday. Yeah. So, if I could have that, I know you're on the East Coast, but I'd like it 6 a.m. on Monday. 6 a.m. Monday morning. My time. That would be great. In my inbox. In my inbox. Can I, can I say one thing? Uh, Please. I, uh, so, I've been listening to the show for a while. I started listening because hey. my boy Todd, you know, he, he's working on the show and then it's Fuck bald, yeah. bald talk. I got to listen. <laughs> and so, my takeaway from listening to the show for several months is I don't want to offend anyone, but. Fuck Stephen Klein. <laughs> right? Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? Oh. That is the best full circle joke ever. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Fuck Stephen Klein. If I ever meet that motherfucker, I'm going to muscle him down to the ground and beat the fucking shit out of him. Uh, Stephen, listen. It happened a long time. If you are listening, I, it comes up a lot. I gotta say, it comes up a lot. He does. He does. <laughs> I agree with you. Fuck that dude. I know. <laughs> but you know what? I would say without Stephen Klein, I might not be in comedy. 
I might not be doing Whoa, a lot of things. Oh, we so, might not even be doing our thing. Yeah. What I meant was, so. fuck yeah, Stephen Klein. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Klein. <laughs> Whichever one plays better, we'll choose. <laughs> I gotta say, fuck yeah, Todd McCoy. He's my fucking dude. Fuck yeah, Charlie Sanders. I'm glad he got, he got involved with this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Husk Man, you're always my spiritual big bro, but uh, Todd McCoy's my dude. I yeah. love you, Charlie. I love you, Brian. I love you, Todd. I love you, Rory. Love you, Rory. I love you, Rory. I love you, Charlie. I love all you guys. All right, wow. On the count of three, we all say I love you. One, <laughs> two, three. I love you. All right, this has been Bald Talk, and I guess we do the part that we always do. Can you do it, Charlie? Have you got Wait, it? Can no. I do it? Can I do it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, please do. All right, Baldos and Harrows, thanks for <laughs> listening out there. You want to check us out on uh, Instagram, we're Bald Talk Pod. And if you want to check us out on Twitter, we're Bald, Ca- Bald Talk Podcast. Now, uh, you know, they're different, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> I, I, fuck i i charlied that one you did you as well as I, you did it as well as we do it that's so good uh <laughs> all right everybody shave your heads bye It's a story that captivated the nation. Two brothers and their sister are on the run from authorities tonight. Three close-knit siblings known as the Doherty Gang go on a 15-state crime spree evading police for eight days. Police say the trio have a stockpile of weapons and at least one of them has made it clear he's not afraid to die. They're like modern-day Bonnie and Clyde. Listen to the Doherty Gang every Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. River Cafe Table 4 is a brand new podcast with me, Ruthie Rogers. Each week, I invite a special guest such as Paul McCartney, Glenn Close, or Michael Caine to discuss their food memories, what they cook, the restaurants they choose, and the food they seek when comfort is needed. Years ago, it was sausage and mash. Yes. Now it's caviar. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen to River Cafe Table 4 on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.